Hello everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I'm your host Leela Winston. I want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's Bible study. I pray that you are well wherever you are and that God is blessing in your life. As you know we come together to read in the Word of God so that we can um, learn to practically apply the Word and also so that we can accomplish the purpose of our lives. And as you know guys we have been studying uh, on purpose and so you had a chance to you know look at um, you know the different ways that you could kind of come to understand your purpose um, understand some of you know your gifts and things of that nature Uh, but today I want to talk about something that I think is really very important Um, and so if you would grab your Bible Um, we're going to go into the Word of God because I think there's um, there's something that we need to understand that we are um, not alone in this walk of purpose and that not only are we uh, flanked or supported by other believers, we should support other believers um, and also that the Lord is supporting us as well and he's supporting us in tangible and intangible ways and I want to show you that today because a lot of times we forget that we are not alone, that we are being ministered um, to by the Holy Spirit. So let's go ahead and look at our anchor text. It's actually very short. Um, It's one verse, but I want us to hone into it because there's a lot surrounding that verse. So first, I want us to read John chapter 14, verse 10, St. John chapter 14, verse 10. It says, believe you not that I am in the Father and the Father in me, the words that I speak to you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwells in me, he does the works. So this is a really, um, it's sort of plain, it's very straightforward. Um, So, you know, it's not like, you know, we're trying to figure out, you know, what certain things mean. Um, But I want to underline the fact that God said that, that uh, Christ said that God does the works in him. Think about that. I want you to think about it because remember, you know, uh, Christ said, you know, he had to be about his father's business, his father's work. So it says plainly in John chapter 14, verse 10, that God does the works of Christ. Christ is plainly saying that God is doing those works that they have seen in him. So a lot of people, you know, when they were talking about Christ saying, you know, how is he doing this? Or why is he even doing this? I want you to understand that he's doing the will of the father. God wanted to heal uh, the blind man. God wanted to heal the lame man. God wanted to heal the woman with an issue of blood. God wanted to heal these people. He wanted to tell them um, that they had to be born again and so he has Christ doing those works so God is doing those works in Christ through Christ and we remember that Christ is God with us and that Christ is also the word of God so God works in us as God with us we believe that he is with us and by that faith we obey his commands do you truly believe God is with you that he's in you then we act and we obey his commands. The Bible says the whole duty of man is to obey the Lord's commands and to walk humbly with him and to do justice and and to love mercy. This is the whole duty. This is all that you have to do, basically. That's what the Bible is saying. That is what you have to do. Um, And we're seeing that in Christ. We see that in Christ, in his life on the earth. What was he doing? He was having mercy on people. Um, And you say, well, how was he having mercy on people? He was just healing people and things like that. Well, remember he said, 
you know, he said, which is it easier to say, your sins be forgiven or you're whole? When God heals you, what is he saying? He's, he's healing you. He's having mercy on you, healing anybody, doing anything for anyone, you know, feeding the hungry. Even when he fed the hungry, that is God's mercy. That is his love. He's doing the work of God. Let's look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 22. It says, And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. I want to repeat that again. And whatever we ask, we receive of him because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So it's keeping his commandments and doing the things that please him. Okay? Also, we are asking God and receiving from him because we're keeping those commandments. We are doing the things that please him. What things please the Lord? Faith pleases the Lord. The Bible says it's impossible to please the Lord without faith. It says that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. So doing his will pleases the Lord. That is doing the work he has for us in terms of our purpose, in terms of what it is that we're supposed to do, is to go out into this world and to fulfill his work. What was Christ doing? He was going along. He was healing people. He was feeding the sick. He was, um, he was doing so many things. But do you know what his purpose was? It was to, uh, to destroy the works of the devil. His purpose was to save us. And, and bring us back into the kingdom. You know, there are so many things that he did along the way in his purpose that were a part of his purpose. And that's what I want you to understand. Think about your life as a, a road, a journey. What are you doing along those, the path of your journey forward? You know, I love the, the um, example of the can opener. The can opener is always opening cans, but maybe he also has, you know, a, a, a bottle opener on there, or maybe he has something else. So there are certain things, there's a, a roundness to what it is that we do. It's not just one dimensional. It's not just, well, you know, I'm going into this one straight uh, thing. There are other things surrounding it. So prayer is a part of that. When we pray, we begin to see what God is doing in our lives. And many times I have asked for something from God. And let me just be honest. I love, you know, just kind of being open with you guys about this because I'm going to share my um, experiences so you can learn from it and grow. So many times I have asked for something from God and I naively thought he had not done it. I'm going to tell you this is a true, this is true story, Okay only to find out that days, months, or even years later that he had answered my prayer exactly as I had asked him. And that means he did it in such a way that perhaps I hadn't expected or seen it. It's really important to understand that part of it is that sometimes you may not even know that that has been done. And that happened to me. This is just a really true story. And I can honestly tell you it's happened on multiple occasions, just out of nowhere, out of the blue. 
I realized, oh wow, he really did do it. It really did happen. So it's important to remember that. Um, I also want to remind you that for instance, and I'll give you, you know, kind of an example of that. And I, I actually have seen this before, but for instance, let's say your child is having difficulty in school and you keep praying for God to change the child. You're always praying, Lord, you know, maybe they're acting out in school or maybe they're not making good grades or something like that. But let's say a year later, you might find yourself unemployed for about a year, okay? However, by the time you return to work, your child is doing well, and suddenly you realize God knew your child needed more time with you, and therefore you had to lose your job (laughs) so that you have more time with them. God knows the root of mankind, and he knows what we need. He actually knows what needs to happen in a given situation. That's why it says all things work together for good to those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. That's why your purpose is so important and what it is you're doing. That's why no one can really plan something bad against you because while they'll think that what they're doing is causing you a problem, it really is helping you to spend more time with your child that needs you, you know, while you might think it's a problem that you're having between you and you know your spouse maybe god is trying to show your child what they need to do years later in their own relationship maybe something that happens to you at work or at your church or place of business or with family or in your country or in your nation or Maybe some level of corruption is going on wherever you may be in the world. These things are happening not just so that they're bad. God has a purpose for them. He's going to actually turn that to help other people. He's going to turn that to help you. So it's important to understand that you can pray for something and not understand that God has answered it, but not in the way that you thought. You might have prayed for something and it seemed it went worse. Well, God was trying to do something better, just like that example I told you about. The parent thinking that there's something wrong with their kid and all of a sudden they lose their job. It seems like things went from bad to worse, that, you know, God is punishing them. But actually God knew they needed to spend more time with their own child. Let's look at Romans chapter 8 verse 26. It says the spirit also prays for us because look, we don't always know what to pray for. Okay, let's look at that. It says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The spirit of God, which dwells within us, is praying intercessing for us this intercession it's a deep sort of prayer it's groaning I mean think about have you ever prayed for anyone like that just poured out your whole heart for that individual I can think of times I've done that for people I just prayed and prayed and prayed for them and just that's intercessing for them it's when you just Really take your time and think about every little thing about that person and pray that God blesses. The Holy Spirit is doing that within you for you. (laughs) That's the great and marvelous thing about it is that he's intercessing for us. Imagine the Spirit is asking things for us and in many cases interfering where we are ignorant 
You may think you need a bicycle, but the spirit might be praying for you to have a motorcycle because that is what is best for you and accomplishes his will. So many times, you know, we could be praying for something. We think that is the thing that we need. We think, absolutely, this is what I need to solve my issue. And it might be. But that doesn't mean that's the issue God is trying to solve. Do you see? That's why it's understanding that all is in within God's purpose and that God is using you within that purpose. He's even using your family and your life. That is why it's so important to raise holy children. And that's why the office of a deacon and a bishop is so important. Because when you're raising children in the admonition of the Lord, you're going to produce fruit that goes down the line, showing people how to live, not just in you and your child, but your child will then do that. And the child after that. It's so important. I just wanted to point that out. Let's notice also John 14, 10 again. It says, and it says, and this is what Christ is saying, okay? He speaks those things that the Father wishes because Christ is the very word of God. So this word came wrapped in flesh. And so when we speak to God, we are to put him in remembrance of his word. As it says in Isaiah chapter 43, 26, God tells us that is how we can be justified in our petitions. It is important to know that in Isaiah 43, God says this during a time when he has decided to redeem Israel from her sins and doing it just because he is a good God. So I want you to really think about what God is doing. When we pray, we have to use the word of God in prayer. We have to use that very word in prayer. Say, God, remember you said, remember you said. You know why? Because his word matters to him. You know why his word matters to him? Because his word is God with us. Because in the beginning was the word and the word was God. Think about that. Gosh, that's it's it's so mind-boggling it blows the mind when you think about it so whenever we petition god we are relying on his goodness we do not have the right to truly ask anything of him if you really think about it because of our own trespass but god has given us authority to approach him with that petition because of his goodness and righteousness not ours I want you to look at Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It's Hebrews chapter 4, verse 15. It says, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So we know that Christ is our mediator and high priest. So when we come to him, we have a boldness. We have an assurance that we can come to him and we can ask. Okay, we can ask. And, you know, like I said before, sometimes the the things we ask for don't always make sense according to his purpose. But he knows how he wishes to answer it. We know that Christ is our mediator and high priest. And while we are also a priesthood, a royal priesthood, we are not high priests. Christ is. That's important to remember. So we are acting on earth. Now we go through God, I'm sorry, we go through Christ as our high priest. We are acting on earth, okay? But then we go through Christ who is our 
high priest. Christ is not answering our petitions, but God is. But Christ, who we know has been exalted and sits on the right hand of God, intercedes for us. He too is making intercession for us when we pray. So when you pray, you know, to God, you're not talking to Jesus Christ. Remember, he said he's making intercessions for us. So he's, he's praying on behalf of us. So when we come to God, we can now boldly approach the throne of grace. What is the throne of grace? It's the mercy seat or the mercy stool, the covered in gold. This has connections to African religion where they use the gold stool. It's just so beautiful, you know, when you see, you know, the, the uh, essence of, that, of, of God's truth come forward. He's saying you can now approach God because of what the work that Christ has done. And when you approach God, not only will the Holy Spirit dwelling within you make intercessions on behalf of you, but also Christ who is in heaven seated on the right hand of God is also going to make intercessions for you. Wow, you have a lot of help. (laughs) You have a lot of help. And that's what you have to remember. So we are also encouraged to pray together. So not only is is, do we have this praying that is happening in heaven, this, this praying of the Holy Spirit that is going on inside of us, this praying that we are supposed to engage in, but also we have this command, this uh, admonition, this encouragement to pray together. And we see that in Matthew chapter 18. Let's, and you can also see it in James chapter 5, verse 14 and 15, but we're going to look at Matthew chapter 18, okay? So turn to Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. It says, And again I say to you that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, There am I in the middle of them. Wow. If you gather in the name of Christ, he's there in the middle of you. In the midst of you, the God with us, God is in the midst of you. So that is why it's important to also pray together. Don't forget to pray together. Okay? Now we're going to look at James 5 and 14. It says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another and pray for another that you may be healed the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much so we have these entreaties over and over again to pray why does god ask us to pray even though he knows what we need before we ask because he wants your humility and he wants to walk and talk with you in the garden don't just pray about the things that you need or the things that others need Pray to God to learn about who he is, to please him, to learn more of his word, to to accomplish your purpose, to do his will, to reveal to you the deep things of the word of God and of the spirit. These are things you can also pray for. 
And sometimes that's what is being happening in the spirit when there is this intercession going on is that you're getting this deeper understanding. You maybe just want to know, you know, a couple of verses or whatever, but maybe the Lord wants you to ask for something else and he wants you to know something else. So I want you to remember that we have the entreaty to pray, but also to bring other believers into the request. So we act as intercessor, intercessors for each other as well, and not just this world, but also for each other. So I want to encourage you to keep praying and to understand all of the ways and all of the, the uh, ways that you are being prayed for as well. So keep praying, okay? I want to encourage you, pray for the people that are around you pray for your nation pray for um you know the leaders pray for your family pray for your relatives pray for people halfway across the world okay don't forget to pray i want to thank you so much for tuning in and remember you'll never pray alone again if you're a believer because you have the holy spirit there intercessing for you and you have christ above god bless you bye